I will start my message with a story. A pilot had been hired by Pepsi Cola to do some skywriting with his plane. You know, skywriting, like you see that smoke, white smoke trail. So he was hired by Pepsi Cola to do some skywriting. And then after a couple, there's Pepsi Cola writing on the sky, clouds. After a couple of minutes, all of the letters had faded except for the capital letters P and C. PC. A farmer was out on the field plowing and looked up the clouds and saw a huge PC. And he thought that this was a message from the Lord and that was he was being called to preach Christ. That's how he interpreted it. So he immediately left his plow, he left farm, and he went out and preached his very first sermon. As he was preaching, he told that story about the vision he saw in the clouds with those two letters that told him to preach Christ. After the sermon, an old farmer approached him. That farmer, old farmer, was less impressed with his speaking abilities. So he said to the young man, Son, did you stop to think that the PC you saw in the clouds meant plant corn <laughs> instead of preaching Christ? That was he interpreted. It's not the plan of God for him. It's the Pepsi Cola thing. Now, the Bible makes it clear that we all have different gifts. God saved you and God gifted you. At least you have one gift, right? We believe, and I hope you agree on that. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 6. Let me read this verse. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. So we see in this passage that some gifts are visible or that means more noticed by others. But this does not mean that one is more important than the other, those gifts that are not visible. Some need to be faithful to preach Christ. Some needs to be faithful to participate in another PC, probably participate in choir. Probably participate in cell group as a Bible study leader. Probably in a children's ministry. In another PC, in the couple's fellowship, which we are going to do right now after the service. Probably you are called to pray for the congregation as a prayer warrior. But not to preach Christ. Yes, we are commanded in uh, a great commission. But there are people who are really gifted to evangelize and to preach. Maybe you are called to be faithful in planting not corn. Planting here in church, in the vicinity of church. <laughs> Probably planting chrysanthemum, carnation, cactus, whatever. That's your gift. That, I mean, that's, a gift. that's, that's how God called you to, to do. As the people of Israel, let's go to the text. As they continued their journey to the promised land, 
the Bible tells us that they came to face with the armies of Amalek. You know their background. They are not warriors. They don't have the abilities to, to fight. So in this scene, we find the great leader's name was mentioned. We have Moses. Along with him was Aaron, the priest, that's Moses' brother. As well as the mention of the future leader of Israel, you know him? Joshua. All of these men were great leaders and they played a very important role in the early history of Israel. However, there is another man here mentioned in these verses that deserves our attention. This man, this is a man who steps out of nowhere and does great work in the Lord. I would like to say that he was, I would say, unsung hero during that day. That's the title of our message, unsung hero, the unsung heroes. Because there are unsung heroes in the ministry. Notice the context here. When Moses' hands were held up as a sign of intercession, praying, interceding, Israel prevailed in the battle. But when Moses' hands were allowed to fall down, the enemies prevailed. After a while, Moses, Moses was so tired to hold his hands up with the staff, holding a staff. Here is a man whom most of us are not familiar with, yet he enabled the entire nation to see a great victory. And this guy's name is who? What? Who is he? Ur. Ur. He is not familiar, right? Even to pronounce his name, it's hard. Some said, Hur. It's not Hur. Ur. He played a very important role. He was the unsung hero. You know Moses, Joshua, Aaron. But nobody knows this guy. His name was not mentioned in the Bible prior to this. Let me flash these names. Are you familiar with these names? Daniel Kaluya, Troy Kotsor, Ki Hui Juan. Are you familiar with these guys? No, right? Nobody know? These guys were the latest Academy Award winners. Daniel Kaluya is the 2020 Best Supporting Actor Academy Awards. Troy Kotsor is 2021 Best Supporting Actor. Kay Hoi Kwan, you know, with, with uh, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. That's the supporting actor. Kay Hoi Kwan, 2022 Best Supporting Actor. As I've said, nobody knows these guys. They are not familiar but they played a very important role and makes the movie more interesting, more realistic. In the ministries, there are people who played a supporting role, but they are not noticed by others. In the church, we need some people who are willing to stand and support others. We need some people who are willing to perform those duties that have little to no recognition. Do you agree with that? We need some people who will continue to serve when there is no glory. 
no attention, no appreciation for their efforts. Those who are willing to do the menial task in the ministry. Those who are willing to take the second seat. The backgrounds, the backups, supporting roles. People who are often unnoticed and thanked, underappreciated. People just like Hur. Ur. Let me say that others may fail to recognize or acknowledge your efforts. But God sees all that you do here or in his ministry. And that is all that really matters. The church is a living body containing of all parts. This, this the guy uh, named Fitz, Fitz Hugh. From one of the articles of Daily Bread, he said, The church a living body containing all the parts. It lives, it moves, it functions, and touches many hearts. When each part is committed to do the Savior's will, his members are united. His purpose they fulfill. The church works best when we see ourselves as participants, not as spectators. There's an acrostic that says, team, together, everyone accomplishes more. And I am so blessed and thankful that we have some men and women like Ur in GBC. There are faithful servants who enable others to do what they have been called to do because of you or because of them. And I know there are a lot of you out there that need to be encouraged, that needs to be challenged. Maybe sermon, sermons are not enough to challenge you. We need the Holy Spirit to enlighten you, to awaken you. Some of you are gifted by God, but you are dormant. You know what's dormant? It's like a seed. If you put a seed in a certain glass or jar, it's dormant. But if you put it in the soil and you water it, and you put it under the sun, you will see beautiful flowers, abundant fruits. Some of us may be like that. Let's see some of the characteristics that make people like Ur so special to the kingdom work of the Lord. And we thank God, we thank God for guys like, like them, like Ur the unsung heroes of ministry. So I will share to you four characteristics of this guy like Ur, the unsung hero. Number one, they are very important. In this story, Moses is unable to hold up his hands. If they fall, the Amalekites will certainly win the battle. However, Aaron and Hor step forth and hold the hands of Moses up until the battle is won. If you notice here, if God wills, if God wills, there's no need for Moses to intercede. God can easily win the battle against the Amalek. He was able to defeat the, the Egyptians, right? But God wants them to do 
something to do their part. Because there will be greater battle than this when they will face the giants. It's a testing for them. It's pre- God was preparing them. It's like God wants them to do their part. And for the rest, he will do his part. Intercede. I believe there's a, the, the timing here is very important. What Moses did, if he raised his arms, they were winning. If he dropped his arms, they were losing. I think it's very important here. Why, why, why the, it goes like that? It reminds me of the saying, I don't know who's the author of this, says, for the things that you can do, God expects you to do. For the things that you cannot do, God will do it for you. So raise your hand, intercede. You can do that. Those who can support, help. But for the things that you cannot do, God will do the miracles. The task or accomplished that day doesn't sound like a lot to you. However, had it not been for the work of this man, Moses would not have the strength to do his job. And Joshua will lose in war. Had Aaron and Ur not been there, the battle would have been lost and Israel would have been defeated. So I will say the job they performed was absolutely important. In the church, there are Moses. There are Aaron's. There are Joshua's. There are people who get seen, what they call frontliners. But behind every one of those people, there are people like Ur. There are people who are praying, supporting, carrying the load so that the first line people are able to do their work joyfully and effectively. Take note of this. Because of these people who are willing to play the supporting role, the people at the front line are able to do it effectively and joyfully. You know, you leaders of different ministries know that. I want you to know today that we appreciate you. Others may never know your name, but if the battle is ever to be won, it will be won because of people like you. While many of, if you notice here, in the context, they were complaining, right? Prior to the, the passage prior to this, in 17, 2 to 7, people were complaining against Moses. They were grumbling, and even they came to a point where they test God himself. They accuse God. But Aaron and Ur, they are willing to support. They saw the need. Moses was interceding and he was so tired or volunteered. He saw the need and he served. He witnessed and he worked. And we praise God because there are unsung heroes also in this ministry. You know who you are. There are unsung heroes there in front welcoming our visitors. We have unsung heroes here 
behind those walls. We have unsung heroes here singing in front, playing instruments. Unsung heroes downstairs preparing, cooking maybe. Unsung heroes upstairs teaching our children's ministry. We praise God. We appreciate you. The church would be nothing if it if, if were not for those people who spend time supporting others. God bless everyone who stands in the gap. You are the support system of GBC. No price could ever be placed on what people like you are worth to the church. Like Ur to Israel. You are very important. Second, not only the unsung heroes, they are very important, but they are always involved. They are always involved. Ur was not a great leader like Moses. He was not like he was not a great general like Joshua. He was not a great high priest like Aaron. He was not like a warrior like those in the army. He was just Ur. H U R. It's you are. It's like you. It's like who you are. You don't have that ability to lead. You don't have that ability to fight like Joshua. But it's who you are. It's you are. You are like Ur. There was one thing Ur could do, and he did it willingly, actively. Faithfully, he could hold up hands, just holding Moses' hands. Simple as that. But he did his best. He did the best job he could actively, willingly, persistently. And he allowed Moses to sit on the rock. Comfortably, Can you imagine standing there until the sunset, raising your arms, supporting? And so he noticed that Moses was so tired, he need, Moses needs to sit on. It's very interesting, the word is stone. It's hard to sit on a stone for, probably it's a bigger stone, a rock. I remember when we have our retreat, men's retreat, we... Uh, ride our bicycle for 33.3 kilometers. Half of them are first-timers. But they enjoyed. Because it's a, the retreat is not only mental and spiritual, but there's also physical exercise. And so they were so glad they were able to finish the 33.3 trail ride. But after that, the day, the following day, they have common problem. <laughs> Riding a bicycle without padded shorts for 33.3 kilometers, it would be, a, you will feel the pain. <laughs> so here, Aaron and Hor, or they took a stone or a rock and allowed Moses to sit comfortably, raise, raising his arms until sunset. 
and they won the victory. What a lesson for the church today. Not everyone can preach messages, great messages. Not everyone can sing solos or play instruments. Not everyone can be as effective as a witness. Not everyone can do visible jobs. However, we need to remember that the Lord has placed us in His body in the place that pleased Him. Amen? You know that in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you can see those verses there. We have different gifts. Some are visible. That's why the church is called the body of Christ. Parts of the body, some parts of the body are visible. But there's a lot of parts in the body that cannot be seen and seen. And don't say that they are not important. Even a single cell, if there's a problem with that, the whole body will suffer. You will feel the pain, even your nail. Just a small part of your body. You cannot say it's not important. It's very, very important. Therefore, whether we are a highly visible part of the body or an obscure, unnoticed part, we are all essential to the proper functioning of the body of Christ. Particularly in this local body of Christ. Glen Kern Baptist Church. This is a local body of Christ. Brethren, we need to remember that there is a great work to do. And there is room for all who wants to be involved in the Lord's work. There's a lot. Just open your eyes. There's a lot of ministries where you can get involved. Look at the small children. Look at the music ministry. The Bible studies. Couples fellowship. Men's and ladies fellowship. There's a lot. The second miles. All you need to do is to be like poor. So the need. And serve. Witness and work. Don't be like spectators and criticizer. It's good to criticize. As long as it's positive criticism. I'm not saying it's bad. Don't just sit there. Participate. Get involved. Working while waiting. Thank the Lord for those who are willing to stay out of the spotlight while they serve the Lord. No task is unimportant, especially if it is being done for the glory of the Lord. Thank God for those people who know they can't do everything. They can do everything, but they are determined to do something. This man or, as I've said, he's not mentioned before this incident. You cannot read his name. And there are a couple of verses after this. Just a few verses. This is a man who lived in the shadows while others around him received the glory. To the people, he is invisible. But in his heart, he is overjoyed. 
because he knows that what man doesn't notice, God does. While no one in the camp is telling Ur, Ur, you did a great job that day. Thank you so much. No one. Moses, Joshua, probably, because he was there at the front line. Probably Ur, because he was the high priest. But this man, an obscure man, he went to his tent, lied on his bed, but he was, nobody said thank you or congratulations, but he was there, joyful, overjoyed, because the Father in heaven makes note of Ur's sacrifice and whispers to him, thou good and faithful servant. Amen? And there are many in our church today who are just like Ur. There are. And I know that and I witness them. It is to open a thankless task. People like them, they work, they labor. No one says, thank you, brother. Thank you, sister. And it can be hard to keep serving the Lord without nobody appreciates what you are doing. However, it is times that which reveal our true motives. It will reveal your motive. Why you are there in that ministry. If we stop serving because no one appreciates you, then you are just there for recognition. Recognition here. Rewards here for fits. Recognition up there. So where do you want to receive that recognition? Here? If you expect here, recognition or reward here, then you are paid already. Expect there. That's the best place to hear that recognition. There's a poem by Anna Sandberg. This is entitled Ministry or Job. I came across this poem long time ago when I started serving in the ministry and, and this really encouraged me and, and rebukes me when it comes to mind. Uh, oh, I, I complain or something like that. The title of this poem is Ministry or Job. Ministry or Job. It says, Jesus had some people have a job in the church. Others invite themselves into a ministry. What's the difference, you ask? If you are doing it just because no one else will, it's a job. If you are doing it to serve the Lord, it's a ministry. If you quit because someone criticizes you, it's a job. If you keep on serving, it's a ministry. If you will do it as long as it does not interfere with your other activities, it's a job. If you are committed to staying, even if it means letting go of other things, it's a ministry. If you quit because no one thank you or praise you, it's a job. If you stick with it, even though no one recognizes your efforts, it's a ministry. It's hard to get excited about a job. It's almost impossible not to get excited about ministry. If your concern is success, it's a job. 
If your concern is faithfulness and service, it's a ministry. If God calls you to a ministry, don't treat it like a job. Lord, strengthen your servants and move us to a true sense of ministry and service. Through your grace and mercy. Amen. How do you assess, assess your service in the Lord? Is it a ministry or a job? Assess yourself. You know, when you serve the Lord, it's a blessing. It's a great privilege. It's actually the Lord is the one ministering to you. Second Corinthians 9.8 And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Having sufficiency in all things at all times, you will be able to do good works. Abundant works. So it's Him who's working in you. It's not you working for Him, but it's God working in you and through you. So you are a recipient of His grace. And now, because it's Him who gave you that grace and ability to do, you're able to do it to others. And then ultimately, the giver receives the glory, gets the glory. So it's a cycle. You serve others, God gets the glory. And then God is giving you that grace, abundant grace at all things, at all times. So it's a cycle. But if you do it because of your own ability, then it's a job. But if it's a ministry, God will always give you that joy in serving. Not for one year or two years, but until He comes. You have that joy it's because it's from Him. The unsung heroes, they are important. They are second the second point they are always involved they are involved and then the third one they are truly insistent they are truly insistent or we say persevere they endure so we see here or continued to use his potential until the task was complete. He did not abandon the work until victory was secured. He knew he was serving in a critical role and he was determined to be faithful until the task was complete. No doubt Ur was so tired, like Moses and, and Aaron. Exhaustion was set in, but Ur was determined to finish the task. Failure is not an option. So he was persistent. The survival of Israel depended on his work. Because if you notice here, if Moses dropped his arms, they are losing the battle. Many believers discover their potential and even begin to participate in a given task, in a ministry. But the problem is they lack persistence. 
that's the problem. They lack the stickability in the ministry. Stickability. To persevere. To endure. To continue. Many start out with great enthusiasm. Excited. After two years, one, three years, it's gone. They lack the stickability. They fail to complete their assignment. Somebody said, they started with a bang, but it ended with a whisper. Shh. Bang! Start. Very enthusiastic. At the end, it's nothing. It's like a whisper. It's just a hype. Oh, this is the thing now in church. I want to join this. And then now the passion, the enthusiasm suddenly dwindled. They quit. I want to join the, the choir ministry. Oh, men's uh, ministry. And then, oh, suddenly they gave up. They lacked the stickability. And we need people like Ur until the setting of the sun. They are there standing and holding and supporting. That's the best supporting. If there's Academy Award, it would be Ur, the best supporting actor. He was there, the unsung hero. Often we are tempted to abandon a particular task if immediate result or expectations are not reached, right? That's the problem. We have ex expectations. But we must be faithful to the task we have received. Faithful. Noah preached for how many years? You remember? He preached for 100 years, telling the people that there's a coming flood. 100 years. And how many people got saved? Seven. His wife, his three children and their wives. Jeremiah preached and prophesied for 40 years. And as far as we know, nobody turned to the Lord. No one. Can you imagine 40 years preaching? Nobody listened to him. 40. He was called as the weeping prophet. Weeping prophet. Not because of, of at 40 years, but because he was, his heart was so tender. But if you preach for 40 years, probably you will weep. If Pastor Sonny will stand here preaching every Sunday, reminding you over and over again not to sleep, and you are still asleep. <laughs> I don't know if, you know what, when when pastor is preaching about, uh, not preaching, was telling the congregation about this last year, I said, why is pastor always saying that? So when I stand here in front, sleeping is real. <laughs> it's real. That's why I remember my last sermon, the Levites about, about Melchizedek. That's my, one of my intros. Because it's real. You can see people there. I don't know if they are nodding or agreeing, saying amen, but 
You know, it's hard, man. You, we are here in church. We worship him. You should have that reverence. Reverence. Prepare yourself. Let's go back to our text. <laughs> okay. So potential and participation are essential. Right? But without persistence, you may ne never experience victory or see any fruit. Many abandon the task just before God sends the victory. You remember Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12, it says, Through faith and patience, inherit the promises. Faith and patience. Continue, persevere, endure. Yes, you participate. Yes, you have that potential. You are gifted by God. Pray to God that God will give you that persistence, that endurance to continue. Sometimes there's a lot of discouragement. You know that. But pray to the Lord, Lord, this is your ministry. This is not a job. Give me persistence. Give me that stickability. Let's take note of that word. I just hear that one of the pastors. Stickability. To stick there. To continue and not give up. Unsung heroes, they are very important. Unsung heroes, they are always involved. Unsung heroes, they are truly insistent. And the last but not the least, they are of great influence. So this is from the other passage in 31. As, as Ur lived his life and performed his God-given ministry, others were watching him. There are people watching him. Later, when God needed someone to build that tabernacle and provide a place where the Lord could meet his people, you know, tabernacle is the meeting place. It's, it's, it's a tent meeting. It's the portable, earthly dwelling place of God. Later, when, they have, when they're in, in Israel, they build the, the temple. But since they were sojourners, travelers, God wants them to build a tabernacle. They can offer their sacrifice, offerings. So when God wants them to build a tabernacle, and then when he look, the Lord looked down at the millions of Israelites, his eyes settled on one man to build the tabernacle. He's like the one who serves as the, the architect. He will be the one who will be the engineer, the designer, interior designer, the tailor, because there's a lot of clothes there. Everything, this guy, one man. Of course, there's an assistant there, Oholia, but he's the one who will lead the, the building of Tabernacle. The carpenter, probably, and you know his name. Millions of Israelites, but God looked on this man, particular person. His eyes settled on one man. It was a fellow by the name of Bezalel. Are you familiar with Bezalel? Let's read this text. Exodus 31, verse 2. The Lord said to Moses, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Ur, 
of the tribe of Judah. And then if you read that passage there, that is the time when God wants to build the tabernacle and he chose this man, Bezalel, the son of Ori, the son of Ur. That means Bezalel is the grandson of Ur. My guess is that Bezalel was watching his grandpa serve the Lord faithfully. He watched the Lord use his grandfather for his glory. He probably remembered an evening when Ur returned from a hilltop, tired, very tired, from holding up the arms of Moses while the rest of the camp was so excited about that great victory that Joshua and Moses accomplished. Bezalel probably took note of the fact that it was his grandfather, a man who was willing to serve God in a quiet fashion that helped bring great victory to Israel. You might not have a high-profile profession position in this church. You may think that volunteering in the ministry cleaning the church, praying for services, teaching little children, ushering, cooking, singing, playing instruments, operating these instruments, editing, decorating, planting. You may think it's, in un, it's an unimportant function. You may think, but may I remind you that others are watching. And if you do it faithfully, do it for his glory, he will be blessed and others will be blessed also. You will have that great influence. Even to others, even to non-believers, right? Others are watching you as you serve the Lord in your position. There are also little ones who will see whether mommy or daddy is faithful in that little things. Grandpa or grandma, lolo or lola. They will notice that. They're watching. There are no unimportant duties in the church. No. Our labor is not in vain. Amen? As we do the little things God gives us, we are telling all those around us that God's work is important. God's work is important. When we serve the Lord as we should, we are making an investment in the lives of others. We are making a grand statement about the greatness of our God. And you will be a blessing a blessing to your family, a blessing to others, to our brethren in this church. Bezalel is the grandson of Ur. And not only that, Exodus, let's read Exodus 24, 14. Exodus 24, 14. This was during the time when Moses and Joshua, before they go up into the mountain, he will receive the tablet from God. He assigned Aaron and Hur because they don't know how long they will stay there in the mountain. 
So it says here in 24:14, And he said to the elders, Wait here for us until we return to you. And behold, Aaron and Ur are with you. Whoever has a dispute, let him go to them. What did you notice here? Ur, from lifting arms, lifting the arms of Moses, to the solver of the disputes of Israel. Just a simple task. But God showed this man his faithfulness, his willingness. He became what? The judge. You are the one who is in charge of the disputes. Millions of people. Because Moses is not there. And Joshua, they were at the mountain. It's only Aaron and Hor were given the responsibility to take over, to lead these people, to solve disputes among these millions of Israelites. Can you notice that? Did you see there? The influence of this man, not only to his family, even to the people of Israel, to the nation of Israel. I am sure that there are some here today who can relate to her. You are dedicated to the Lord, but you are never recognized probably to your contributions. Let me tell you this morning, you are appreciated. God knows what you are doing. Amen. Thank God for everyone who is involved in the Lord's work in whatever capacity. You were out there, up there, downstairs, over there, here, standing. You are very important. If the devil has been trying to convince you that you are unimportant, let me tell you again, you are very important in the ministry. Renew your commitment to serve Him. Maybe you have not been faithful to the Lord as you should have been, and you wonder if the Lord could use you. The answer is what? Yes. He will. He can. God will use you, anyone, anyone who will make themselves available. All you need to be is be available. Faithful, available, teachable. We need FAT men and women in the ministry. Fat? I hear this as well. <laughs> Not literal, but faithful, available, and teachable men. God will use you. Come to him and tell him that you are sorry. Lord, sorry for not serving. Sorry, Lord. And now I'm willing to be used by you. Ready to do whatever he asks you to do. And God will bless you. Give you grace, not, not your strength. It's him. And you have that joy to serve others. I think that's the reason why people, sometimes we feel burnt out in the ministry. But if it's from the Lord, he will renew. God will give. Sometimes you are not recognized. Nobody appreciates you. A lot of people serving in this ministry, they don't even know your name, right? Who's the one in charge of that? Uh, who's our president of our ministry? Nobody recognizes you. But God is there. He knows. He knows who you are. He knows what you are doing. If you are doing it as a ministry or like 
a job. Be faithful. Be available. Of course, be teachable. Willing to be used by him. From, from the lyrics of the song that we sang last Sunday by Mens, the first line of the song, the song is entitled, by the way, few, A Few Good Men. The first line says like this, What this dying world could use is a willing man of God who dares to go against the grain and works without applause. We need you. God needs you in the ministry. Willing man of God. We thank God for the unsung heroes like Hur in GBC. Let's pray. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. And give you peace. And give you peace. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. And be great. And be gracious unto you. And be gracious. The Lord be gracious, gracious. Unto you.